Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Vincent A. Lancey. And I'm Will Shelton. Welcome to episode number three of season seven. So what can you expect from this platform? Each week, I interview a different entrepreneur from across the globe. I will continue to offer episodes in all industries to provide you with many different perspectives. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Each guest will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes and lessons learned. My guest on the show today is someone who connected with me after hearing the show and wanted to join the community of entrepreneurs. Today's guest founded Willpower Integrated Marketing, or WPIM, in 1996 as a full-service consumer engagement and marketing company specializing in urban beauty salon and barbershop marketing. Today's guest was a licensed hairstylist with a 25-year background in the beauty business while also owning a hair salon for 10 years, and he found that he could easily bring the worlds of entertainment and beauty together, harnessing the power of word of mouth in the African-American market. Now, WPIM is positioned in more than 40 urban markets nationwide with well-established business relationships in over 75,000 African-American, Hispanic, and general market beauty salon and barbershops. He has a powerful story of perseverance to share as his agency was nearly lost in the beginning of this COVID-19 lockdown. The global brands he had been working with were some of the first businesses to close when the pandemic hit. This caused his business to reach a screeching halt, but he pivoted as a true entrepreneur, started giving back to his communities, and we're going to get into all of this and more. So allow me to now introduce Mr. Will Shelton. Will, it's great to see you, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Would you mind please previewing your story a bit to our listeners without giving away too much of your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty unique story. Actually, I'm a licensed hairstylist. Um, I had my own salon for 10 years. And, you know, while in the salon, you know, you clients are constantly talking about sports, politics, and it's just a conveyor belt of conversations and the connections really strong between the stylist and the patron. You know, sometimes the stylist can get more out of you in 15 minutes than a therapist in 15 years. <laughs> so I began to realize that I was kind of inadvertently helping the entertainment industry market their products. Because when a client would, before they left, they would say, you know, what, what album was that playing? What record was that? And they would say, I'm going to go buy that right now. Or I would recommend a movie and they would go see it. And um, they would say, hey, look, you know, recommend another one. So I thought I had this epiphany. I said, you know what? I think I'm going to go and write a proposal and let all the movie studios and record labels know that this is a captive, receptive audience in the shops and that they can connect with that African-American consumer right there in a trusted environment. And that's how it started. Yeah, you, you saw an opportunity, really, and you ran with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I thought about it like I ha- if I have nothing right now, I have nothing to lose, you know. <laughs> so 
I just said, let me let me shoot my shot. Let me pitch it to them. And I'm going to see what happens. I love it. I think it's a great time to enter the big five, Will. On each episode, my guest and I will go over these five questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. Are you ready to go, Will? Yep, I'm ready. Let's do it. So when did you realize that you either weren't happy with what you were doing or you needed some kind of change to truly start this entrepreneurial journey? Please share your story. Yeah, um, you know, in the shop I was in, I was about there for maybe a year. Um, when I opened my shop and then um, I figured out that maybe I'm a marketer disguised as a hairstylist. <laughs> so, so um, cause I always had these marketing ideas and it just came together. I don't have a degree in it. You know, I tell everybody, you know, Hey, you know, just because you don't have a degree doesn't mean that you can't enter that industry that you want. So, um, I just had an epiphany. I said, you know what? I think I'm pretty good at this, like innately and naturally. So, um, when I saw that opportunity and I saw what I had in front of me that I think was a blind spot for global brands, I decided, let me go after this and let me see what happens because I always wanted to be a giant in the hair industry. I didn't know how it was going to manifest. But when I first entered, I said, you know, I want to be a giant in this industry one day. So that that's how that began. Well, let's delve a little deeper here, Will. Who was your first client on that large scale when you made the jump? Who was number one? It was Sony Pictures. <laughs> you know, I didn't even go after any smaller brands. I just went. <laughs> I, was and say, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be like David and Goliath. I'm going for the big one, you know? <laughs> So I, I went in and I pitched to Sony Pictures. There was a movie coming out called Two Can Play That Game. I think it was around 1997 or 98. And they invited me down to the, the office to speak to the marketing director. And he loved the idea and they hired me. And that was that was my first <laughs> my first job. That's amazing. I think that's a great lesson to everybody listening on. Just take the risk. You never know what will happen. He went in it for Sony, didn't even put his feet in the water, just jumped in the pool and made it happen, man. That's very impressive. But since you've been on this entrepreneurial path now, what would you say one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur are for you? You know what? For me, and I think a lot, a lot of the listeners are going to connect with this. I think it's fear. Um, I always tell people never allow fear to hold you back. Fear is merely false evidence appearing real. So that's one of the biggest hurdles for most entrepreneurs. The other one is, you know, you never limit your point of entry. That means that, you know, some people feel they're too young or they're too old or they don't have a degree and they hold themselves back. But if you have nothing, you have nothing to lose. So, I, you know, you have to get comfortable leaning into the discomfort because the more you live in discomfort, the more you're going to grow. You know, in business, there are going to be hardships. There's going to be ups and downs. And you have to be able to overcome the adversity and be resilient because you know what, Vincent, you become what you overcome. Couldn't say it better. We've been even before the episode when we were chatting for a bit, just this talk of persistence resilience, just sticking to it and it will work. But you made a great segue there where we're, we're always kind of paying attention. 
What is one lesson or failure that you pay attention to? One lesson learned and what did it teach you? Why is it still stuck with you all the way until today? For me, I think the lesson learned was never let anyone convince you that you cannot achieve your dreams. You know why? Because they don't know you like that. They have no idea who you really are. So don't even waste your time trying to convince them. Just keep the main thing, the main thing. Keep working your plan. Keep working your purpose. Handle your business because what you do speaks louder than what you say. I think that's a great example there because you can't worry about what other people say. You can't, the fear, it's going to be natural. Everything's scary when you don't do it, but you really need to stay in your lane and just stay focused and good things will follow. And, and you know what? Another thing is uh, the lessons I learned is don't limit your beliefs. A lot of people have a limited belief system. You know, I heard somebody say one time, the easiest thing in the world for them to do was to make a million dollars. But the hardest thing for them to do was to believe that they can make a million dollars. I'm going to say that one more time because it's, it's, it's what you believe about something. It's like, it's not about the skills that you have. It's what you believe about the skills that you have. I love that. I mean, you have to believe in yourself or what's the even point of trying. And especially in entrepreneurship, I'm sure you can attest to, if you don't have confidence, you're not going to go very far. Exactly. But if you could, can, if you could choose to have a conversation and learn from any entrepreneur, will dead or alive, who are we going with? Probably the person who came up with the concept of FedEx, because FedEx is such a great company, and it and it was like innovative. It like they didn't just step up to the game; they changed the game. <laughs> and those are the companies and those are the leaders that I like and that I would love to pick their brain for an hour. Yeah, I love those. And you can even date it back to the titans of industry, the people with no blueprint, the first to ever do it, first one to offer the delivering services. But you're talking about titans of industry. Let's build a bridge. How? They couldn't possibly known that it would work out building a bridge or the first tunnel or Hey, let's take a gamble. Let's let's run this delivery service. Let's compete with the post office. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. That's that's why I, you know, I chose a, a Titan like that. Yeah, thinking outside the box. But if you could choose a place for this conversation to happen, Will, with mm. the owner of FedEx, let's think outside the box. Where would it be? You know what? Probably in a weight room. I like <laughs> that. How come? <laughs> because... You know, for me, you know, I'm a weightlifter and that's been a foundation for me for uh, applying the discipline, the devotion, the commitment that it takes. And I use those same disciplines in business and in my life because, you know, I, I look at it as I lift the weights up and the weights lift me up as well. So a weight room is a way where you can have good camaraderie. You can have a good workout. You get your endorphins up. And you could just have a good conversation, I think, in a weight room, just having a good workout. I love that. <laughs> that's, that's a definitely a unique answer. I generate a lot of thoughts when I'm working out. Also, when I'm about to fall asleep, I usually get a couple of good thoughts as well. But those two moments for me, filled with ideas. Mm -hmm. But let's look into the future a little here, Will. We're going to look one year and five years out. Where do you see yourself and all of your entrepreneurial endeavors one year from today? Only one year? No. I'm <laughs> well, 
I would say at least one year I see myself coaching companies on how to connect with the black audience. I see myself writing books, speaking about how to live a life that outlives you. Because one day your life is going to flash before your eyes, but you want to make sure it's worth watching. That's the truth. You got to make sure we're not wasting any time out here. It's a great, great point. And that took also five years, Will. Five years. What are we seeing? Five years, I see myself, you know, as, you know, being a speaker, um, you know, writing more books, um, putting together consumer reports, just being uh, one of the top thought leaders in my category in the country. I love the ambition. You're supposed to shoot for the stars. What are you going to delve into first? We're going to get into the books first or get into the speaking first? I think I'll get into the books first. The books would be the the platform for the speaking engagements because the I think long form writing is 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 a lost art. I think you know people read short snippets here and there, and I think that people need to know a little bit of history, especially about the the salon and barbershop industry, the African Americans, how it's a pillar in their communities. Really, you know, the black salons and barbershops are the original black Twitter. <laughs> and on top of that, think about it, the black barbershops and salons, they're, they're these small businesses in the community and they're like the ecosystem that helps the black community flourish. I love that you said before Twitter, you're making a lot of great points today, Will. <laughs> And you really just have to position yourself because if you don't position yourself for what you want, you're going to get positioned, Vincent. You know, life is a fight for territory. And if you don't fight for the territory you want, the territory that you don't want will automatically take over. Man, you inspired me throughout this whole episode. I think it's great what you point out there to appreciate the things you have and be grateful for those. It's important not to have that victim mentality where I need more or I should have more. And that's a big actually ingredient in my new book, Mr. Lancy Talks Mental Health. I talk about the acts of being grateful, how important it is for your mental health and how far it can actually propel you into reaching success. Yes, that's right on, right yeah. on point. But Will, I have to thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in the show. I loved how you gave the listeners the confidence right away. You said, my first sale, I went in for Sony. I didn't even take it slow. I believed in myself. And that's a perfect example of, granted, it doesn't always happen like that. And more times than not, it will not happen the first time for a big one. But the mm -hmm. fact that it can, if you believe in yourself, is a huge message. I loved how you described false evidence as just it's not right. It's not appearing real. And I also loved how you chose the weight room for your meeting with the entrepreneur you'd like to meet because of why. And I think that might give some entrepreneurs some motivation to not only get to the weight room, but to start using those thoughts that they create. But I think it is time for the last word. And I also do this in my other podcast, a mental health break with Vincent A. Lancy too, because I want the listeners to really get to know my guests. Is there something you would like to share with everybody listening that we not get to touch on yet today? Yeah, well, I touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to let people know that I'm a semi-professional weightlifter. I've been actually weightlifting for 38 consecutive years, three to five days a week. Wow. <laughs> and I actually just had a weightlifting competition this past Sunday, and I won. Congratulations. Um, I'm almost 52 years old now. And I lifted more weight than the 20-year-olds and the 30-year-olds did. 
you know, so um, and what I what I get from that is like I was saying earlier, the devotion, the dedication, the discipline, the constant overcoming adversity. I've applied that in every other area of my life. And then, like I said, you become what you overcome. Be persistent. Be consistent. Certainly the themes of this episode will. Perseverance, you know, perseverance is, you know, doing the hard work that you already did after you're already tired of doing the hard work that you were going to do. I love the mindset. I love the positivity. It's going to be contagious for our listeners. Would you now please take the time to share your professional social media, your website, any ways for our listeners to either request your services or follow your endeavors? Sure. They can reach me if they, they can direct message me on Instagram. That's I am willpower with one L and Facebook, the same thing. I am as in Mary willpower. And then they can email me at will with one L at willpowerent.net. Everybody be sure to check out his social media and content. And it is also social media time for the show. And we're on whichever platform you like to use. We're at what it's really like to be an entrepreneur on LinkedIn. We're at your favorite morning podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And we're at podcasts by Lancey on Twitter. So your updates from this show and a mental health break with Vincent A. Lancey. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey for all social media and YouTube. And my website is vincentalancey.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you all. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm Has Changed, all on my website now. And as always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me and know it will for you too. This one is from Craig Newmark. He said, you need to know when enough is enough regarding money and material possessions. You don't have to have that much to be happy. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you all on the next episode of what it's really like to be an entrepreneur.